Welcome to the I and Team Podcast with Brian Smith and Mary Smith. You are more important to your team than you might believe. Everybody has something to contribute, and most importantly, that's influence. Learn more on today's program. Now, here is Brian Smith and Mary Smith. Good afternoon, everybody. This is episode two of the I and Team Podcast. And this week, we have our first guest. Our guest this week is Tammy Coakley local business owner and founder of Spa Blue, an Aveda salon uh, just next door in West Dundee, Illinois, where I grew up, so it's really cool. Um, she started it in 2004. She later opened a branch in Barrington, uh, which is about, what, eight, ten miles away um, from uh, West Dundee. Spa Blue has been recognized um, as a top 200 salon by Salon Today. Tammy has a passion uh, for people and business. In 2017, she founded Blue Root, a farm-to-table restaurant, and Inspire Blue, a meditation, relaxation, and massage spa. Uh, these businesses were built on the same tenacity and willpower, which is why we asked Tammy to be our first guest as Spa Blue, but became overwhelming. And I think Tammy learned a lot of really great lessons that she's going to share with everybody. In 2018, Tammy sold Blue Root. She also shifted Inspire Blue to Cryo Effect, another business that she helped uh, bring into the area. And again, through that tenacity and willpower, and that was this year in 2019. So uh, watch, for, watch for Inspire Blue Consulting to come. Uh, to come. It's uh, leadership. So is that right? Yes. Okay. So Tammy, thank you for being our first guest. Thank you for asking. I think it's exciting. So I've had a wild and fun uh, journey with you um, as a friend and and as an advisor. Yes. And it goes both ways, which is really how we do things um, here at IA and the IM Team Series because every one of our clients is part of our team. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-way thing for us. So it's been very exciting. I learned something every day, and um, I learned a lot from you. So one of the first uh, things that I think I'd really like to start with sure. is have you share with us um, how you got into owning a spa and what drives you to have that tenacity and um, that willpower mm-hmm. to get through and to grow these organizations. Okay. Um, well, I'd have to say probably most, more than anything would be my, my upbringing. My parents were um, business owners, small business owners. I've always worked for them and um, enjoyed working um, at a very young age. So I would have to say that was probably where it started. I kind of always knew in the back of my head I would be doing something and it was in the bar industry. Um, I had had an experience when I was 20-ish. My girlfriend was getting married. We went to an Aveda destination spa that was in, I think, Mineola, Wisconsin or something like that. Um, We had a friend that worked with Aveda, so she would get us our products and send them to us from California. And so that's what we chose, you know, why we chose there. And it was just a really great experience. And I think it was more about just... One, the mission of the Veda products, but also just um, the relaxation and just the care that they gave that I was so drawn to. And uh, the salon industry is a lot like the bar industry. People are coming there to feel better, to look better, and then it's just a little more holistic way to 
to help that. So I find them very similar, but um, liked the the natural way of doing it instead of obviously food and alcohol. Right, right. Very cool. It's really interesting to hear how uh, business people started, you know, what inspired them. It's always the little things, mm-hmm. you know, that spark comes from nobody knows. All of a sudden, one day you just get hit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be overwhelming. I know Mary's learning that as a young person, that as she's going along and or she'll have a spark and something puts it out too. It can go both ways, you know? Yes. So, and it's a challenge. That's where I think the tenacity and the willpower come in for those of us that mm-hmm. have those struggles. When we're younger, we can just blow things off or change directions a little quicker. But as we mature, as, as we have learned, you know, you have to try to barrel through that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into the reason, one of the reasons that I chose Spa Blue besides the fact that we have such a great relationship is the influence that spas have on us as individuals fascinates me. Mm-hmm. I touched on it a little last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary and I talked about how you can develop this relationship with someone that you really don't know mm-hmm. and have conversations that you would not have even with some of your best friends. The walls come down, you're sitting there, this person's working on how you're going to look and make you feel better. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're having conversations and this person who's helping you sometimes shares with you things. Mm -hmm. And it's this two-way relationship or this two-way influence that fascinates me, which is one of the biggest reasons um, from a business perspective why I thought this was going to be a great start off to the IN Team podcast because influence is what we're all about Mm -hmm. and I don't think people understand just how much influence I actually have everybody knows that knows me that I think influence is our biggest responsibility but when you start looking at it at the macro level or at those micro levels of your hairdresser or the person who does your nails or your toes or your massage Mm -hmm. and they influence us on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. And we take those influences home. We take those experiences home. We wear them when we get our hair done, right? Yeah. You know, and it makes us feel good or bad. Yeah. You know, so that was why I chose, uh, one of the reasons I also chose this. Well, thank you. So one of the questions I have, your our community is small. Mm-hmm. And if you can drive down the road in any community, Klamath Falls was like this. The one business that you see a lot of, hair salons or spas. Mm -hmm. How do you or do you pay attention to local competition? Do you pay attention to what it's doing? How does it affect you? Uh, Or is it something that you just don't worry about and you just focus on on your team? I have to say it's a little bit of both. Um, I definitely follow other salons locally. um, And obviously with social media, it's so much easier to follow everybody pretty much so I really focus my attention on the bigger companies that I really admire so like Virgin Airlines you know different companies big companies that I really have passion for um, and have passion for guest service Um, so I do watch the the local salons um, but whenever there's a new place coming up I, I always just tell our team you know what, it just gives us another reason why we need to up our game. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just another reason why we need to make sure that every single 
guest has an amazing experience every time they come into the salon because there are salons on every corner, you know, just like restaurants. They're on every corner. You have so many to choose from. So why are they going to choose us? And that's just what we talk about a lot in mm-hmm. salon. So what do you think differentiates Spa Blue from some of these other, some of them are really good. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, a lot of great salons. So what do you think differentiates Spa Blue and your team from some of the others? Um, I have to say, again, I think going back to the beta mission, it's that the power of touch. I'm Mm -hmm. a firm believer that, you know, it's just so, so important. And obviously, we're always looking for ways to better improve our guest service experience and improve our team experience, because I feel like our team is, you know, being a happy team or focusing on your team is just as important as focusing on the guest. Um, but I do think there's a real power and touch. And I think that's a big thing of why you see that influence like you do Mm -hmm. is because we don't touch each other very much anymore. And it's kind of like one of those things that can be really uncomfortable for certain people too, Mm -hmm. but you kind of let your guard down a little bit when you're in the salon and you know, it's one of the very few professions that you're actually allowed to touch people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's huge. Yeah, that's a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Mary, did you have, uh, we learned last week on the show, Mary was an esthetician. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't everything she expected it to be. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of it was environment. Some of it is she's matured. She really loves the work she does with IA. So I think there's a whole influence from the outside on that. But mm-hmm. did you feel the same way? Oh, definitely. Especially when they teach you at Aveda, touch is so important because you have internal energy. And when you're with other people, people can feel your energy, but especially when you touch them, you pass energy between you. So especially in aesthetics, when you're starting a facial with someone, you want them to be comfortable and to be like zen inside. So you do like little rituals with them, like rock their body and like touch their forehead and their stomach to like align their chakras. And Aveda is a huge believer in scent, like equating to calmness and emotion or they have all the chakras like sprays too. Like we'd spray our room depending on how our guest was feeling Um, based on just like conversations, walking them up, giving them the foot bath. Um, And then we would choose a chakra for them based on like how they were doing and make the room smell a certain way. So they could like get into that nice Zen state. But I think the power of touch as taught by Aveda is really important because I mean, like you said, people don't really do it anymore. Oh, interesting. So one of the things, the common thing for both of you is relaxation, how you get people to relax. So it takes me perfectly into my next question, which um, is about one of the challenges, Tammy, you shared with us while we were getting ready for this, which is going too fast in your own mind. Um, How do you deal with it? We wrote about it in in the I and team uh, find the I and team in our book. Uh, we wrote about slowing down. It's the largest chapter in our book, slowing down. But which I loved one was one of my favorite chapters. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, but how do you deal with that? I know from personal personal experience in working with you that your mind is two, three, four steps ahead. You're always looking out, looking forward, and not just for yourself, but for the whole organization. How do you uh, rein yourself in and slow yourself down? 
Um, that's a tough one because I really, you know, I try to stay true to some, a couple rituals. One that I do every morning is praying and meditating, um, kind of just thinking about my day and, and how do I want that to look at the end of the day and setting a good intention for the day and for my team and my family. Um, sometimes that doesn't last very long and I just get carried away with just other things on my mind. One thing I have recently started doing that's really helped is journaling and not just journaling to journal, but more when I have time or I think about it, I just kind of more of a forward focusing journaling. Like what do I want to do in the next month? What do I want to do in the next three months? What do I want to do? And then I try to prioritize them. So I'm trying to, you know, like number them. And I feel like, even going back and reflecting on that has been helpful because then it, there's so many things that you do accomplish that you just don't even think that you accomplished. Mm -hmm. And I think especially with the last two years of the struggles that I had and things that I had to go through is that was really powerful for me to see like, Oh, I did overcome that hump, even though I didn't realize that I did, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that journaling has really probably, helped a lot but it's not the kind of journaling where like oh I gotta do this every day because mm -hmm. I won't do it it's more like I need to do this and it could be a month it could be two months it could be a week right right so I found that to be really helpful well good well you touched on um Blue Root and mm -hmm. Inspire and I think those were two things that you jumped into quickly mm -hmm. I think you're very passionate about the things that you think about mm -hmm. and you're always looking, as I said earlier, big picture. Can you share with us the lessons that you might have learned from those two experiences? I, I know personally how hard they were, mm -hmm. but I also know that I have seen such a positive change in when we started working together to mm -hmm. as we've come through this and, and coming out with the light at the end of the tunnel and mm -hmm. the growth that has happened again back at Spa Blue mm -hmm. and cryo effect and how positive everything has become. Can you share how it affected you with everybody? Because those were very challenging. Yes. And, and thanks to you. Um, definitely. I had some really, really rough times and, uh, and I appreciate it. You gave me some very good advice. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so what I learned about that is one, I um, I did rush, I did rush into it. I hate to say that, but yes, I did. Um, and I was wanting to do both so bad. So instead of really just saying, okay, which one do I want to do more? I think if I would have focused more of my attention on one versus the other, it would have been a whole different outcome. Um, but because I thought both concepts were so great and I, I just wanted it. Um, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into really just the work and the money and everything that it would take to, to make it happen. Not to mention my own um, personal time, mm -hmm. you know, where um, you know, I'm very involved in, in, in my businesses and kind of somewhat of a workaholic so it would be really hard for me to to not be there so yeah some tough lessons you just had me think of a, a question mm -hmm. so 
Spabu has been successful for a long time, and, mm -hmm. and uh, I has worked with other Aveda salons mm -hmm. uh, in the United States and in Canada, and it is probably one of the most successful that we've worked with, and there's a lot of successful Aveda salons, yeah. but do you think that the success you had made you feel invincible, that the team you built and how good that team is in Cohesive, that you almost felt invincible so that you felt like, well, shoot, how can I fail? I can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think because I did it so long and part of me was looking for something else and the other part of me was thinking, how could I lose? I know what I'm did doing. I could do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was definitely, I would have to say, there was an ego part of that that yeah. just kind of took over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, some of it's ego. We all have that. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things we also talk about. But just you get in the habit of winning, right? Yeah. And you've got these great teams around you. And I know that you had a team member that helped you. Mm -hmm. And she still helps you today. And she's an amazing team member. They all are. But yeah. uh, she was probably one of the reasons why you were able to sell those businesses and not just close them up. That's one of the wins, I think, was is that Blue Root's still a business today. Mm -hmm. And so the team that was around you supported you, even though it was a struggle. Yes. So, and I think it made the team stronger. I, that's my opinion. Yeah. But I see it. And yeah. Um, a lot of times for us as consultants, when we see these things happen, we see exodus, right? We see people jumping ship. They don't want to be on this rocky boat. They don't want to be around the stress. And we did have some of that. For sure. But not like you would see wholesale. Right. You know, um, I've seen some pretty terrible things in my business career and some just wholesale abandonment. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't believe that that was something we saw um, at all. Okay. So, I mean, your, your core team is still there. They are. So. They are. And you know what? It's been, it's been tough on them. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole journey has been really tough on them. And that's one of the hard hardest things for me is that you know hardest I guess and blessing too is I know that they really went through a tough time and they were able to really just step up and and so that for that I'm just so grateful mm -hmm. and um and it just makes me want to work harder for them right to make the vision and their opportunity even that much more for those people that really stood by my side and, and didn't jump ship. Right. I know you coach them. So, um, or you get coaching for them. I'm not sure exactly. We didn't define it, but can you share with us yeah. how the team is coached? What topics? Are they repetitive? Um, you know, do you have feedback from the team on the coaching? So I do a lot of coaching, not necessarily, I feel like one-on-one -on -one coaching, but more like, I just talk to them all the time when I see them and I know what most of the things that are going on in their life or if there's things that are going good or not so good. So our, ours is more of a casual conversation, ever, not all the time, but whenever we're together and we have the time or if I know somebody has something that they're dealing with. Um, our leadership team, which consists of um, five of us, um, do they do do monthly coaching sessions with them. Um, again, our team is very close, like a family. So if they need it, they'll ask for it, you know. Um, 
And then they also have different preferences, right? Some people mm -hmm. want to talk to me. Some people want to talk to the, some of the other girls, depending on what they're they're needing at that time, I guess. Mm -hmm. But but we're always available for them. So we don't we do do a monthly, but we will do them anytime as well. And some of our team actually coach each other as well, which is really cool when they want that. So like peer coaching. Peer coaching. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So some of the girls like it when, you know, after 15 years, you kind of get tired of talking to the same people. And mm -hmm. of course, things get repetitive, right? Because mm -hmm. we all have kind of that same struggle or those same struggles that seem to always kind of be there. Mm -hmm. And um, so sometimes they'll want, you know, peer coaching, which I always think is awesome. Yeah, and they right. ask for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. How about outside coaches? Do you ever bring in um, we, anything like that? Yeah, we do. We have done some um, education, some different things, um, you know, brought in books. Um, right now, currently, we have a coach. Um, she did a hair class for us a long time ago. She's very much into millennials. And what she's doing, which is really a kind of a cool concept, is she is, uh, it's actually a kind of like we're a, pilot program for her to see how it goes mm -hmm. but she actually is on our Facebook team once a week with like a 10 minute blurb on um, being an A player oh cool yeah so it's really cool and she's trying to get communication from the team that way they can either email her personally or they can you know do Facebook but it's kind of nice because it's just a 10-15 minute you know, session about being an A player. So there's different things that go along with that. And mm -hmm. it's a 10-week program. So we're going to see how that goes. But we try to think out of the box, you know, after a long time being in business, again, it's just one of those things that you just, you're always looking for something, not only for your team, but for yourself too. Right. So you do a daily huddle. and um, Three daily huddles. Oh, three. Is that by shift? Or mm -hmm. I shift. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I know is done a lot in the restaurant industry, mm -hmm. especially before shifts. Mm -hmm. Talk about menus, things like that. What do you guys talk about in a daily huddle? So we talk about our goals. Like if there's, um, you know, we do track our goals and we have monthly goals. So we talk about where we are to our goal. Um, we talk about our pre-book numbers. We talk about our um, retail numbers. We talk about... Any, you know, somebody's super booked and might need some extra help. How can we help that person? Um, if we have a guest coming in that maybe is celebrating something, we'll bring that up. Um, and then we always, we try to do it positive, you know, positive quote of the day. I mean, but again, we've been doing them 15 years. So sometimes we play games, sometimes we dance, sometimes we, you know, we've done everything, mm -hmm. you know. So it's just trying to get the team focused and yourself focused in a positive way for the day mm -hmm. uh -huh. sometimes it's you know most of the time it's always positive after 15 years mm -hmm. how do you balance passion the passion you have mm -hmm. for people and just the things that you believe in as a core belief how do you balance that with the need to still be a profitable company i just feel like when you take care of people or when your focus is on the people that the profits will come. Um, that's probably one of the things that I, I, I probably struggle with the most, honestly. Because you're kind of altruistic. You like to give more than get. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people nowadays are struggling with that. I know, you know Mary's generation especially isn't as profit focused mm -hmm. as 
maybe our generation was. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself with that struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of our clients have, I mean, they come to us because they're in trouble. So I want to help and we try to go the extra mile and we don't try to worry about what the bottom line is for every single client and every single time that's kind of counter counterintuitive to be in a business consultant. Mm-hmm. But I think I believe the same as you, that if you take care of people and you help them succeed, that the long-term relationship has way more value than that short-term dollar that you might earn, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. Right. So that's really good to hear. And I love having, our clients that feel similar to us. I mean, we, uh, I think that it's good to have clients and you having partners like us that, that work the same way. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the biggest influence that your team feels that has over your clients? The biggest influence. Um, Hmm. I know being intentional is really important for our team. You know, everybody needs different things and you can't really put that in a training manual, you know, and I think that, you know, just the power of making someone look beautiful and giving them them your time. I mean, you see the transformations. It's really unbelievable on what they can, can do for people. And just all the, you know, thank you letters. And I think a lot of times you don't even realize what you're doing for somebody else, honestly. Mm-hmm. You don't even think about it. You mm-hmm. just do it. And I don't know if they really think about their influence on others as much as mm-hmm. they should. Well, it's interesting because you don't know what happened to a person prior to walking through that door. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've learned it, in a lot of places, but in yours too, is that that experience is consistent and it's positive. Mm-hmm. So even if somebody was having not a great day, mm-hmm. as soon as they walk through that door, they're, they're being bombarded by a positive influence from the front desk mm-hmm. all the way through to the seating area, you know, until they get seated and, and the person starts to work on them. So, and I know... And I don't know if they realize this, if your team realizes it, but that positive experience starts as soon as that first moment of contact. Mm-hmm. So, and our viewers, I'm not sure they think about it that way. You know, we talk about the receptionist being one of the most important people in an entire company because mm-hmm. that's your first touch point. Right. You know, strangers call and the first person a stranger talks to is this person answering the phone. How much more important can that be? Right. That relationship right there, that started a relationship, and if it started bad, it's not going to get much better. Right. Or it's going to be very difficult. Absolutely. So, well, I hope that we've expressed um, to everybody that's listening how influence is so important. This show is all about influence. It's all about the micro-influence we get in different aspects of our life. So, uh, moving forward as our guests come on and share how they influence our lives and uh, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the negative influence we might get and how we turn that positive, kind of like you shared. Mm -hmm. I hope that the takeaway is that influence is important and that it is a huge responsibility and that it comes at levels that we just don't think about, you know, every single day. So, 
The last thing I would like you to do, if you could, is give some advice to some of those people who might be out there. You have young uh, men and women who might be thinking about going into um, your business, Mm -hmm. Uh, young men and women who might be struggling in that business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what advice can you give them that might help them charge through, get a little tenacity, refill their willpower, and get through and or or be even more excited and fulfill these dreams i think um sometimes it is a matter of um you know depending on how long you've been in the business sometimes it's a matter of finding a coach or somebody to talk to um but reading great books um there's just so many different ways online there's so many short videos there's podcasts um, I've been finding myself, especially through this last couple of years that were really tough, really listening to podcasts and different positive things as I'm driving to work um, because I really just needed not only, um, you know, some positive um, reinforcement, but I also needed to really believe it. So, and then having other people in your life that do believe in you really just helps when times are tough having somebody else believe in you really is, is helps you get through those dark days for sure. Good. Can you share with everybody how they can get in, come to your spas, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're located um, and any of your addresses on the web or on social you want to share? with? Yeah, sure. So um, we have uh, two spa blue locations, one in West Dundee, Illinois, one in South Barrington. So that you can look up, us up on Facebook, Instagram, all of them Spa Blue, B-L-E-U. Um, and then we have Cryofect, who is also in South Barrington Arboretum. And that is the new Cryotherapy Cold Spa, which is awesome. So if you have not been in for that, you definitely have to try it. It's amazing the things that we're seeing with that. Um, I can attest. Yeah, I mean, it's helping so many people that are in chronic pain with inflammation, and and it's really cool. We do have three other locations in the city. Uh, The fourth one just opened, so um, please come see us there. And then um, also we're working on um, Inspire Blue eventually consulting, so that is to come in the near or far future, depending on how fast I want to go with that. Um, But, yeah. So all of them have websites, all of them have Facebook, and all of them have Instagram. Mm -hmm. And all of those links are going to be on our podcast website as well as on our YouTube video. So people will be able to click on those when they're watching or listening. Thank you, Mary. Awesome, Mary. Thank you. So good. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for for sharing with us. It has been an honor for me to be your friend and your advisor. Thank you. In that order, actually. So... And I look forward to our relationship getting stronger and doing this more and watching our companies grow together. Yeah, thank okay. you. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you yeah. for coming. You. It was so nice to have you. It was nice to be here. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so for next week, um, we're going to have uh, another great guest. Uh, we have somebody that I've known for a long time coming into town to work with us. Um, on a new joint venture. His name's Dave Averin. Uh, he's the Visibility International. He's written a few books. Yeah, back here is Why Customers Leave, 
Um, another one is visibility marketing. A third book he's written is It's Not Who You Know, It's Who Knows You. Um, he's an amazing speaker. If you go to visibilityinternational.com, you can watch some of his work. Um, but he's coming here this week to work with us. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have an interview with him, and he will be uh, one of the upcoming episodes, probably the next one after this week. So uh, look for that to come. We have some other great interviews that uh, we're locking down. I'm going to be traveling to California, uh, doing an interview at a wine bar that was started by um, somebody that was in a 90s rock band. Um, so a very popular one back then. So it's going to be exciting. And we're also going to be talking to some other fairly high-profile people, showing how influence affects us in different ways. So thanks for watching, and remember to follow us on Twitter, uh, the Iron Team Series, mm -hmm. and Facebook, the Iron Team Series, or mm -hmm. the Iron um, and Your Biz Doctor is my Twitter page if you'd like to have a conversation. Thanks, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the I in Team podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.